Welcome to Camp Glory's Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoyed this week's encouraging message by Pastor Sam Fine. For more information, please visit kingofglorycc.com. I wanted just to uh, share today uh, just some a word that just really kind of was bubbling in my heart this week, and um, it's on the theme of expectant faith. So turn with me to Mark uh, 6, because we're going to kind of uh, go through that chapter real quick. But um, the amazing aspect of this chapter in Mark 6 is that there's a progression from unbelief to expectant faith that releases miracles. So you'll see that there's kind of a transition through this, this whole chapter and um, and Mark begins in chapter six by referencing the unbelief in his own hometown in Nazareth, and it says that he could do no miracles there because, well, he only but a few miracles he was able to do because of their unbelief. Mark six verse five says this, and he could do no miracle there except that he laid his hands on a few sick people and healed them, and he wondered at their unbelief. You know, the aspect of that just kind of really uh, strikes me because the element here of what really short circuits the, the power of God in one's life is unbelief. It's like kryptonite. And it it has the ability to really dissolve and to just eradicate anything that God wants to do powerfully in your life. But it says that they recognized him and they knew that he was from that town. And I, I just wonder if there was an aspect of kind of being over familiar with Jesus. Because, you know, over, familiar, over familiarity breeds contempt. And it's like, as they saw him, I wonder if they're just thinking, you know, that's, that's just the the little boy that used to play in the in the in the, in the school and in the yard and and he used to run around here and be with our kids this can't be the one the miracle worker and i i wonder how many times over the years we approach the scriptures with almost being over familiar with them to where we're not engaging our faith in the promises of God to really see God's power be released and see a miracle manifest in our own personal lives. We can kind of get over familiar with even the scriptures. Oh yeah, I know that. I know that scripture. Well, is your faith engaged with that scripture where faith is releasing the promise that you need? I'm just wondering. And then Mark 6, what happens is that the testimonies of Jesus and what he's doing throughout the whole chapter, it begins to to build like a snowball going downhill. It keeps getting bigger and bigger. And it starts out with Jesus sending out his 12 disciples. And he's commissioning them to cast out demons and heal the sick. And all of a sudden, the word of of what God is doing through the disciples is begin to permeate 
throughout the region in Galilee. And then all of a sudden, he feeds the 5,000 with five loaves and two fish, which isn't a small feat in itself. But in that, all of a sudden, words going out. Wow, there is someone in town that's really doing something big. Could this be the Messiah? So the testimony of Jesus begins to to really unfold and capture the hearts of the people. And then Jesus instructs his disciples to go across go across the sea. It's a, it's about a 9-mile track across the lake and um and it said they've been rowing for a long time against the wind and um and all of a sudden Jesus comes walking along on top of the water right alongside the boat. And they think it's a ghost. <laughs> what is this? He's walking on the water. And all of a sudden, he eventually gets in the boat and the wind stops. And they're amazed. They're like, who is this person? And so the disciples were seeing Jesus do a lot. And actually, it says that they were healing the sick and they were casting out demons. And then verse 52, it says, and the disciples had not gained any insight from the incident of the loaves, but their hearts were hardened. They were in unbelief. Can you imagine that? They're casting out demons. They're healing the sick. They saw Jesus just feed 5,000 people. And now he walks on the water and gets in the boat. The wind stops. And they're still like in unbelief. They're still like wondering, who is this guy? Now, we know that the religious Pharisees, obviously, they, they ridiculed him, Jesus. And, and we know that there were others in the midst of everyone else in, in Galilee that um, did not believe. But the disciples were even hardened at heart. But at, at the end, Mark now ends this chapter by describing the miracles accomplished by Jesus. So look with me in Mark 6, 53. Let's start there. And when they had crossed over, they came to land at Gennesaret and moored to the shore. And when they got out of the boat, immediately, immediately, the people recognized him. What did they see? They immediately recognized him. They recognized him for for who he is, for what he can do. They recognized him as the Messiah. They realized he was the one that was going to bring salvation to all of Israel. They recognized him. Now watch what happened. And they ran about that through the whole country, and they began to carry here and there on their pallets those who were sick to the place they heard he was. So listen to this. You have, they they recognized him. He is the one. And it says that they run to and fro. They're all grabbing pallets. Hey, go get Johnny in the hospital. Hey, go get Susie in the nursing home. And they're carrying around everybody, and they're bringing them to the place where Jesus was. I mean, it was probably chaotic. I mean, everybody's running around with pallets with sick people. 
It says they're running around everywhere. And, and it says then, verse 56, wherever he entered villages or cities or countryside, they were laying the sick in the marketplaces and imploring him that they might just touch the fringe of his cloak. And as many as touched it were being cured. What did they have? Well, they had expectant faith. They expected when they were bringing in the people on those old stretchers or pallets or whatever they had, they were expecting they were expecting that Jesus was getting ready to do something and heal the people that were being brought to him. But I want you to notice this. Let's go back. The people recognized him and they ran about that whole country. That word right there means to discern something directly. The word recognize means this, to discern something clearly and distinctly, to perceive, to understand. These people discerned that Jesus was the one that healed, where those in his hometown closest to him his family, and even his disciples did not recognize who he was and what he could do. There was doubt and unbelief in their heart. But you know what? The crowds clearly recognized who Jesus was. And they were expectant. They were believing. They didn't come doubting. They knew if they could just, the more they could bring, the more Jesus would heal. There was just an excitement in their heart because faith had arisen in their heart and they could see that Jesus was going to do what he said. But what? how did they even recognize him? Because they heard the testimonies of all the people. They heard all of the testimonies that were taking place in Galilee, all of the things that Jesus was doing they heard these incredible testimonies and faith began to arise in their hearts. Faith began to rise up in their hearts and they began to believe. They began to believe in the supernatural. They had expectant faith that when they came to Jesus, miracles were getting ready to happen. You know, their faith caused them to run about through the whole region, bringing the sick people to Jesus. Much like the, the men, the four men that, that busted a hole in a roof and lowered down uh, a man on a stretcher. How would you like it, uh, Barry, if we had a, a, an incredible meeting at your house? God was touching people, healing people. It was packed out. And a couple of people in Weaverville decided, well, you know what? Billy needs to, Billy needs a touch from Jesus. Well, Billy can't walk. So they bring him to your house. Well, they can't get in, but they bust a hole in your roof. They bust a hole in your roof because they know if they can just get them through the roof into your home, that Jesus is going to heal them. Jesus is going to heal Billy. Now, If, if I didn't have expectant faith, 
I would be really cautious about busting the hole in your, in your roof. I really would be. I'd be like, come on, this is going to be a $10,000 repair. You know, I mean, come on. But they had such expectant faith, it didn't matter. They knew if they could just get him in there, he'd get healed. Well, the woman with the issue of blood for 12 years, she said, if I only can touch the hem of his garment, I'll be healed. If only I could touch the hem of his garment. And it says also that, that uh, the people said in Mark 6, 56, that if they begged him if he would just walk by and they would touch the hem of his garment and they would be healed. So there's an element of expectancy that your faith engages with the promise of God and it releases the power of God to see your miracle manifest in your life. Expectant faith faith releases miracles. I had something happen this week um, that that really stirred my heart. And um, there was a training, a, a conference that I wanted to go to with my son, Samuel. And it was, it was very important for my own personal development. And this, this training program required a pretty hefty registration fee up front of $250. How did I go to a Christian conference and say, hey, 250 bucks. I mean, it was quite hefty, but I knew I was to be there. So I signed up in advance and uh, I was there and uh, and and I was ready. I was wanting to be a part of this conference. Well, I, I thought, well, the day before I'll check my my inbox just to make sure that my registration is all taken care of and, and that I'm, you know, set and good to go. Well, I found out that that the Eventbrite went into my junk mail in which I did not see it and I was not signed up. Neither was my son. Well, my son flew from San Diego to be a part of this. So I was like, hmm, this is not good. So we thought, well, let's hurry up. Let's register. So we, we clicked on Eventbrite. It said, conference is full. No more. And I went, oh, no. And so then... So I got online, got a hold of the administrator. Hey, you know, there's my son's in town. We got, we want to be a part of this. How can we get in? It's full. You're not getting in. And by the way, you're number 10 and number 11 on the wait list. I went, oh, great. So, so I, I sent back, I sent back another note. Is there any way, you know, blah, blah, blah. No, it's over with. It's done. I mean, it was like, you know, I was in school, you know, my teacher said, no. What a part that you not understand? No. So I was like, okay, okay. So, um, so in that, I, I, that night, I was, I was just, I was going to bed, and I just felt like the Lord was impressing on my heart. He says, "You're going to be there at that conference." And all of a sudden, a faith level began to rise in my heart, and, and all of a sudden. I almost got gig. I was almost like a kid. I was so expectant. And I'm like, this is really going to happen. I know it is. I don't know how God's going to do it, but I know it's going to happen. And I told my son, I said, son, we're going to show up tomorrow and God's going to do something big and we're going to get in. 
So all night, I, I almost couldn't sleep that night. I was so excited. I was expected. I was believing. I could see it. I knew I was going to get in. So we get there. Show up. Mr. Fine, you're number 10. Your son's number 11 on the wait list. And there's 20 more now. So now the list has grown to 20. So I'm like, oh, this is great. Say, so all the people that came to the conference um, had to get their name bags, the, the ones that pre-registered. And so pretty much all those were getting depleted to where there was no more left, meaning there was no more room in, 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 the, in the conference room. So I'm standing there and, and I, I, I'm just like, I'm looking, at the, I'm looking at the door going, doors open for me now in Jesus' name. I was like, I was just like, I'm getting in this place. I, I know I am. And all of a sudden, the guy says, well, you know, uh, just so you know, uh, we're not, ex we, I'm sorry to tell you, but there's really probably a very slim chance that any of you are going to get in. And, um, and uh, you know, we don't have enough booklets and, uh, you know, we're, we don't have enough food. So, you know, just be patient. But, I'm, you know, it's not looking good. I said, well, in my mind, it's looking great. I'm getting in there. So I'm standing there and I'm just looking at him like, come on. Say the word. I'm in. And uh, and all of a sudden, the, the conference starts, and they're in about 10 minutes, and all of a sudden, I'm standing there with my son. I said, son, something's getting ready to happen. I know it with all my heart. We're, we're going in. And then all of a sudden, he says, uh, uh, Mr. Fine, where are you? I said, right here. He said, you can go in now. I said, really? I said, this is exciting. So all of a sudden, I got my badge, and I paid my registration, and I went in. So. And my son got in too. So, you know, that isn't like some big healing story. You know, that isn't like my blind eyes were open. I, you know, the lame walking, the deaf. This was a real life story for me where expectant faith was there. And you, I could not have been denied what I knew in my heart that I was to have. I knew God spoke to me. I knew he said that I was to be there. And so therefore, I, I could take it to the bank that God was going to get me in. So in that, my eyes were able to see and recognize what Jesus was doing at that moment. I could recognize Jesus was getting ready to do a miracle for me. You know, during the time in Israel, they had not seen a prophet for 400 years. And it was widely believed that when the Messiah would appear, that, that the prophecies of old would begin to manifest in their midst. And when John the Baptist burst into the scene, I mean, the people were excited and they were expectant. And... And they really believed that this was ushering in the Messianic age. And when Jesus came demonstrating the works of the Messiah, the religious leaders, the close family, and even the disciples were unable to recognize who he was. But the people, though, filled with expectant faith, were believing that miracles would occur when Jesus came to their town. When he showed up, they knew he was getting ready 
to do something mighty in their lives. So what about you all today? Do you have expectant faith? And are you believing that what God has spoken in your heart, that he's going to do it? Because he's a God that cannot fail. And when God has said it in his word, and he has promised it to you, that is a word that has life. It has power. It has the ability to open up things for you like you have never known before. But expectant faith has to be partnered with the promises of God to release your miracle. So what is it that you've been waiting for, standing for, believing for, that you haven't yet seen manifest in your own personal lives? i never forget this, and I think, I think I'm finally understanding what she said to me. When Dolores Winder spoke to me, when I was at a healing conference with her, and when she was ministering to everybody, and everybody in that whole conference was getting healed, and, and you know, everybody was going to her for prayer, and then she said, Sam, I want you to pray for some people over here. So, you know, people would come and I'd, I'd start praying for them. And, you know, I was seeing the Lord touch some people, but there were some that I wasn't seeing the manifestation at that moment. And, and I, I said, Dolores, I said, afterwards, I said, Why, how is it that everyone that comes to you, you're seeing get healed? And why is it when people are coming, I'm not seeing everybody get healed. She said, because you're not expecting it. And I said, hmm. And you know, this week, this wasn't like, you know, arms being extended and and legs growing and cancer being healed. But I had a moment where For the first time, I experienced expectant faith where I knew that I knew what I was believing for was going to happen. And expectant faith has the ability to open doors that are shut for you. And expectant faith is needed for us to really begin to see the power of God manifest in our own personal lives. So I want to talk to you about some things that I believe develop expectant faith in your own personal life. Is that okay? You guys want to have expectant faith? You guys want to believe big? You guys want to see miracles in your own personal life? You want to see your families transformed? Then let's just get on with this. Number one is the power of testimony. I want you to understand that Paul describes in Romans, in Romans 10, 17, so faith comes from hearing, and that is hearing the good news about Christ. This is the New Living Translation. Hearing the good news about Christ. 
Hearing is so important. What you hear determines the level of expectancy in your heart. For instance, let me say this. I went the other day. I had a, I had a, a, a business meeting down in, um, in Myrtle Beach that I was to attend. I went to. And um, so I, I, you know, I had to get my Starbucks before I got on the road. So I'm there at Starbucks. And um, she says, oh, so where are you going? I said, well, I'm heading on down to Myrtle Beach. She said, oh, really? I said, yeah. What's wrong with Myrtle Beach? She said, well, let me just tell you one thing. Every time I go to Myrtle Beach, something bad happens to me. And I looked at her like, are you trying to put something on me right now? I said, I looked at her and I said, nothing bad is going to happen to me going to Myrtle Beach. And then in my own mind, I said, I just rebuke that word right now. I don't receive that. I cancel that. Nothing bad is going to happen to me. And then she looked at me like I was from Mars. But I, you know what? I wasn't going to receive what I was hearing. Because what we hear shapes things. What we hear forms things. And I was not going to be receiving a word that was going to shape something bad happening in my life because I was going to Myrtle Beach. So I just canceled it. I said, mm, not me. That's not me. The crowds around the region of Galilee heard the stories and the testimonies of Jesus. Every healing and miracle story confirmed that Jesus was the Messiah. The result, the people's faith just soared and it grew and they were expecting. So then when Jesus showed up in the boat on their shore, in their land, they said, this is the one. And their hearts were ready. And so they began to gather all the people that were sick. They recognized him. How many of you are recognizing Jesus in your situation to do the miracle that you're wanting? Do you see Jesus as the exalted one? Are you seeing Jesus as, well, one that you don't understand? Because unbelief is there. Revelation 19.10 says this, for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Do you understand that when we read about the testimonies of Jesus in the word that are the promises of God, they are testifying to us and prophesying to us that Jesus did it with them, he'll do it again with you. It's prophesying over your life God, do it again. Because testimony in the Old Testament, the word means what? Do it again. God, do it again. You did it for them, now do it for me. So the testimony of Jesus is prophesying to you that your miracle is on the way. Your miracle is on the way. 
And his word brings life. His word is a spirit. Spirit and life are his words. So allow it to engage you and apply it with expectant faith to allow it to penetrate. I just saw a miracle. Uh, Jennifer sent us a miracle the other day. She posted it on Facebook. Did you all see that miracle in Africa? I mean, come on. This lady had this, well, her arm was all up here. It was just really short. And and as you're watching it, all of a sudden, her arm just like fully releases and then extends out. And then she's just, I mean, the place goes crazy. And I'm like, this is a bona fide miracle. You know, and... But their faith level around her was believing, Jesus, you're getting ready to heal this woman. They were expecting and believing that she was going to be healed. And she was. I don't know if you, if you guys haven't seen it. You posted it on Facebook, right? Yeah. Go on the King of Glory Facebook and watch that. Have your faith be blown away. Oh, well, just, just be excited. So. so every testimony about God's power and miracles it releases a level of the kingdom of God in your own life that creates faith in the hearer. Expectant faith arises with the testimony. When you testify to those around you what Jesus has done for you, then you're releasing a measure of expectant faith in the hearts of those that you're with for them to receive a miracle and for them to get a breakthrough in their own personal life. So share your testimony. Each of you has a testimony. Each of you has a testimony that is powerful to you. And it doesn't have to be great because it is yours. And what is yours, no one can take that away. No one can take away your testimony. You know, when people share their faith, you know, well, I don't know about if God's word is true. I don't really know if I believe in all this. Well, you know what? It doesn't really matter what you believe. All I know is I was once lost and now I'm found. That's my testimony. He saved me. I was a drug addict, blah, blah, blah. This is what he's done for me. If you don't like it, it's okay. My feelings aren't hurt. You need Jesus, but my feelings aren't hurt. So it's okay. Your testimony is so powerful, but it's it's a prophetic prophecy over the lives of your own personal life and other people. So it is number two, the power of the word. This is what releases expectant faith. God's word and, and the Jewish tradition was, a, they, they had a foretelling of the Messiah that was coming. And the people expected miracles to occur when the Messiah showed up. It was going to be Signs and wonders in all of Israel when Jesus showed up. So God's word, which is true of the promises and the testimonies created an expectant faith in the hearts of the people in Israel and they entered into the, to the messianic age. It is through what God has said in his word and through the testimonies that when Jesus arrived, they could taste it because faith is what? The substance of things hoped for, 
And, and hope is what? The expectation of future good. So faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Or the conviction of things not seen. I had a conviction in my heart and I knew the doors were going to be open and I was going to get in there. I, I, I just knew it. I knew it. I, even though the doors were shut, I knew that they were getting ready to open. Faith sees the promises fulfilled in your own personal life. Faith sees it. You can taste it. It's right there. Faith unlocks the promise and it releases the power of God's kingdom in your midst. Faith is such a catalyst for us to move into the greater things that Jesus has for us. It's without, without faith, it's impossible to please him. This whole thing that we, we call the the the, the Christian life is hinging on faith. We are to walk and live out our faith. And it is to be active and alive. Do people see that you believe? Do they see the level of faith in you that they're looking for? Because you trust him and you trust him at his promises. Scripture says, let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. You know, faith moves the heart of God. And it releases um, all of heaven and all the resources that we need. Uh, Mark 4, 24 says this, and then he said to them, take heed what you hear. With the same measure you use, it will be measured to you. And to you who hear, more will be given, which is more understanding, more revelation, and faith given. So be careful what you, you know, what I shared about that lady at Starbucks. She said, oh, you better be careful. Whenever I go to Myrtle Beach, I, trouble happens to me. Well, Shut down what you're hearing if it's, if it's causing doubt or fear to rise up in your heart. You have to be careful what you receive and what you hear because it is, it is creating in you a level of faith that's going to unlock your, your, uh, your miracle. Smith Wigglesworth says this. He, you know, he was known for strong faith, guys. I mean, this guy was like, he would do some things that would just like, if he did it today, we'd be like, what? He just did that? Oh, my goodness. So, I mean, he was like incredible with some of the things he did. But he says this. God rejoices when we manifest a faith that holds him to his word. Think about that. God rejoices when we manifest a faith that holds him to his word. He likes that. God moves upon that because that is a person that God can do great and mighty things through. Number three, the need for action. The people acted on the news of Jesus 
being in their area. And they ran to get their pallets and to bring the sick people to him. And they said amongst themselves, if we can just get our sick loved ones, those in the nursing home, those in the hospital, and get them to Jesus, he's going to heal them. So they began to run around. I mean, everybody's running around. Read the scriptures. It says they're running everywhere. Everybody's getting pallets. I bet it was just like an amazing scene. But everybody was running around. They're like, whoo, we got another one that's going to get healed. You know, I mean, they're just like running around. So, so they put action to it. When your faith level is there, your feet begin to move towards it. You know, it's kind of like this, this training conference that I knew that I was to be a part of. I could have stayed home and waited for a phone call and said, oh, Mr. Fine, you're number 1011. Okay, come now to the conference because there's a, there's a spot for you. Or I could have gone to the event like I did, put action to my feet, had to get up at 7 in the morning, get there bright and early, have my coffee, and stand there waiting, believing that the doors were going to be open for me. I put action to my faith. I had to do something. I had to like go and stand there and eat my little cinnamon bun and coffee. And just, I was there. I was ready, not doubting at all. But I knew that because the scripture says in James, remember Paul says, I'll show you my faith by my works. There's an element where works has to be involved. You're co-laboring with God to see your miracle come forth. Some of you maybe have just been waiting around, hoping that God's going to do something. Maybe he's asking you to begin to move forward, engaging yourself with the promise to see it manifest in your life. What if there's a health issue that God's wanting to bring healing to your body, but there's some things that God's wanting you to do to co-labor with him so that the healing might manifest in your life? Step out in it and believe that Jesus can move on your behalf as you put action. And you don't need to care how foolish you look. I mean, they ran through the region, going everywhere, grabbing people who were sick. They didn't care. They just knew that a miracle was going to happen. You know, expectant faith really looks odd to religious people. You know, because you say things that are like, what? You said that? You're expecting what? I mean, religious people really kind of, you know, look like a, a, a cow at a, they're like a cow with a new gate. You know, they look at it, you know, and they're kind of like, what's that? You know, I mean, so in that, you have to realize that what you're doing is, you know, you're peculiar. Scripture says you're peculiar. You're peculiar. You're different. You sound different. You look different. Because, you know, the world sees the light in your eyes. Darkness recognizes darkness. But when they see you, they're like, well, you're different. Ah, you're different. So in that, realize that that you're stepping out and you got to take chances. Number four, lastly, is the necessity of intimacy. 
the people knew Jesus. They discerned he was the Messiah. They had genuine intimacy with Jesus. It was not superficial faith. It was built on trust. And they had faith in believing the testimonies of Jesus are true. Cultivating a life of intimacy with the Lord is so important because I don't want to get into the the scripture, but there was a time in which in the last days, it says, Lord, did did we not cast out demons and heal the sick and raise the dead and open the blind eyes? And Jesus says, depart from me, for I never knew you. I did not have an intimate relationship with you. I, I really didn't know who you were because you didn't spend time with me. And there's an element where we need to cultivate a lifestyle of intimacy with Jesus every day. Being in divine union with Jesus. Every day we're spending time with Jesus. Every day we're, we're meditating and chewing upon the promises in God's word. And we're cultivating a life that's built on love and trust. You know, you'll ob- obedience and doing what's right, according to the scriptures, is based out of love and trust. And because of the love that he's shown us, we love him back. And, and, and Jesus, he says, if you, if you really do love me, you'll obey what I say. And love motivates somebody to want to not go the way of their flesh or go the way of disobedience because simply it's a demonstration of love for me to be obedient to his word and not do what he doesn't say to do. So we begin to live a life really in in the reality of the finished work of the cross, resting in his victory and glory. You know, life that we live in the spirit enables us to live a realm in the heavenlies that is not earthly. Because scripture says, Jesus, when he he preached the gospel, he said, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Jesus brought his father's kingdom to earth. And guess what? His kingdom has not left because Jesus went back to be with the Father. His kingdom is still here. And we are still to pray, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We still are to usher in the very realm of heaven in our lives and cultivate a life that sees the promises of God manifest in our life. So what area in your life are you expecting and desiring for God to do a miracle? Because what is going to unlock that for you? is having a level of faith 
in his word, believing that his testimonies are true, believing that if he said it, you can count on it. He's going to do it for you because it's the spirit of prophecy over your life. What are you expecting? Because today I really believe that God is wanting to impart a level of faith into you that will give you the courage to face that thing that you've been looking at for maybe even many years that there hasn't been any movement on it. But faith is going to do a miracle. And you're going to be so happy. You're going to, you can even run around this. You, you could be so happy. You don't even care what we think. You're going to run around here screaming and hollering. My miracle is here because Jesus unlocked it for you because you still, you took action, and you engaged in his word, and you believed it's true, and it did a miracle for you. So you know what? When someone's free, um, you know, sometimes when we, when Dan and Jennifer, when they have the, the ladies here once a month, and when you see on their faces, even though they might be incarcerated and they might be over there, but they've been set free on the inside. And there's such a freedom, even though they might be there for several more years, they're free. And they're set free because Jesus did a miracle in their lives and set them free from addictions, set them free from destructive um, thoughts and habits. But when you're free, you know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't care how you look or what you, I mean, you're just, you're excited and you're going to let the world know. So I believe that as God begins to release more and more miracles in our midst, we're going to have a lot of testimonies. And you guys are going to begin to give your testimony to those around you. And that is going to be the spirit of prophecy for other people to engage in their own breakthrough and see a miracle. Amen. Thank you for listening to King of Glory Sermon of the Week. Connect with us on Instagram at KOG underscore Asheville and on Facebook at facebook.com slash KOG Asheville.